Welcome to Around the Table. There is no better place to find out how the church can present the gospel and grow than the book of Acts. That's why the elder body has done a focused chapter-by-chapter study on Acts, and you'll be hearing the results of that over the coming months in Around the Table. Recently, the elder body broke out into some small group Bible studies in between our conferences for a a thorough um, analysis of the book of Acts. This episode of Around the Table is the first in a series that will just look into that study um, and some of the lessons that were gleaned and learned from that. Um, Good morning. Uh, I'm Dwayne Roki, blessed to serve as the elder of our churches in both Minneapolis and Belvedere, and uh, to serve in, in Harvest Calls Church Establishment Committee. Thankful today to have Brother Matt Knapp uh, with me here to discuss the Acts study, uh, how that came about, and some of our personal lessons that we gleaned um, from that time. So, Brother Matt, go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, and then we'll just kind of, um, you know, enjoy a glass of iced tea and chat together for a bit. No, thanks, Dwayne. Appreciate that introduction, and I am looking forward to this discussion with the two of us this morning. I'm Matt Knapp, and I have the privilege to serve in the ministry in Peachtree City, Georgia, as well as the executive director of Harvest Call. And I was invited into this discussion with the elder body um, based on the fact that our mission in Harvest Call is to equip and to mobilize brothers and sisters to proclaim the gospel. And as an equipping organization, um, it's our desire to be able to assist church leadership and to encourage brothers and sisters in this. And so I'm looking forward to this morning and thankful to be together here with you, Duane. Thanks, Matt. So let's let's back up a bit. Just talk a little bit, Matt, about how how this started, how you and I ended up um, being part of a, a pilot effort. You might recall in some of the interactions uh, with, with within a harvest call, just identifying some of the inhibitors to church growth and expansion was really around the need for more evangelism. Yes. Um, you know, that, that triggered a conversation um, at the forums uh, on the history of evangelism. And, uh, you know, I love being a student of history, but it really drove home how much the early church just uh, um, shared the gospel so freely. And yeah. and then even our own brotherhood just was really um, outreach minded all the way up until really World War One in which the persecution uh, of American Germans really drove us inward and put us on a little bit different different course. I think that caused all of us to just really step back a notch and, and re- rethink what does the word say uh, around evangelism. Yeah. I think, if I remember right, then we at the next conference, we had a really helpful conversation on evangelism that led to um, a charge being given to the to the EPC, those that plan the forums, to really work to more fully, well, let me just quote it. We were asked to gain consensus and direction for our churchwide efforts to fully implement the presenting the gospel pillar of our church mission. So the EPC was given that charge, um, and I think this is where you would start to come in. They asked the EPC to work with Harvest Call um, in the Church Establishment Committee, as, as you quoted earlier, the purpose of Harvest Call is to enable the brother to proclaim Christ and to serve beyond the capacity of the local church. Um, so, you know, someone like yourself would be included. Onward Media, we assumed that there would be some communication when we were done. And uh, the Elder Teaching Resource, which had provided the historical lesson in the first place. And so I think that's really where you joined um, the interactions, if I remember right, Matt, is is being the executive director of Harvest Call. You probably got a, 
a tap on the shoulder and said, hey, I think I think you've got your name written all over this one. But maybe refresh my memory in terms of how you got engaged. No, I, I think you're exactly right, um, Dwayne. You know, Harvest Call, we're kind of considered the the outreach arm of the church. And we're, we're thankful for the tap on the shoulder. Um, I also remember being somewhat nervous. You know, I was new in my role and wondering how this would go. And we had this team commissioned of, of you and I. And then we had with us Fred Witzick and Bruce Endress and Steve Ringer, Nick Gutwine and John Wiegand. And so we got together this first time, not really knowing what to expect. And, and I remember a few things kind of standing out as, as we got together. Um, the, the first one that really struck me was just the deep desire of this group to understand what, what is God's perspective on proclaiming the gospel. And the second thing that really struck me in that meeting is it was just a sincere recognition that here we were talking about how to implement sharing the gospel. And if you remember, Dwayne, there was this recognition that we're not sure we're the right people. Do you remember that discussion? It just yeah. it felt like, you know, who are we to be doing this because we recognized our own lack? And then I just I was so encouraged by just again the desire that we express that we want to share the gospel the way the scripture calls us. And um and I remember as we got done with that discussion, just the look around the video screens and you know, where do we go from here? And probably the most encouragement thing is we made two commitments that that day. Um, number one is that we would study one chapter of the book of Acts um, every Monday morning and send emails back and forth for learning. And the second one was we said, would we be willing to commit to fasting and praying on Mondays that God would develop um, personally in our hearts a desire for evangelism and discipleship and also then in the hearts of our denomination? Um, and I just, you know, as we got into that, Dwayne, would you have any idea, you know, we got to that first discussion where this would all go, reading one chapter of Acts a week together? Well, Matt, have you ever had a conversation amongst a couple of apostolics on what does the word say? And it's just a 30 <laughs> second, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, I had some anticipation that there would be uh, lots of dialogue. Um, I think... What my biggest question was is, um, will I, will I, and will we as a group be able to set aside the amount of time that a study like this really warrants? Yeah, so I, I think that was where my my angst was coming in. I knew that if we invested that kind of time, uh, that there would be uh, no shortage, no shortage of dialogue. But but do you think by the time we were done with that study, we really accomplished much of this charge of of creating consensus by reading Acts. I mean, obviously we really enjoyed the study personally, um, but what about the original charge? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question, Dwayne. You know, and you look at a, a charge like that, that we gain consensus. You know, I'm not sure that that's a charge that will ever be fully, completely fulfilled, but, um, but we did gain so much. And I think we made so much progress in this study. Um, as I've already mentioned, and as we've talked about, I think just raising the awareness of our own personal gap between the attitude of the early church and the attitude of us, um, we recognize that there was a difference. And so I think that part was extremely beneficial. Um, I think the other thing that, was, that I saw as a, 
a benefit to us is I think we had a much clearer picture um, of how evangelism, church establishment, and discipleship are not just these separate things. They're all kind of bound mm-hmm. together. Yeah, and I, I remember, Dwayne, at, at one point, um, it was pulled together. It was called this culture of discipleship as we were studying. And, and I'm just going to kind of go through those, those points because it was so impactful that we said, you know, number one, we become disciples, and then we grow as disciples, and then we grow together as disciples. That's where the church fits in. And then as the church, we are making disciples, and that's where we're proclaiming the gospel to others. And then as we are making disciples, we're also teaching disciples, which includes teaching others how to proclaim the gospel. And um, that really stuck out to me. I put it down on my little prayer list that I, that I have at home, and I still pray that on an occasional basis that God would develop a culture of discipleship in me, my family, my church, and throughout our denomination. And so even though I don't think we can say the charge is fulfilled, I, I do think it is really exciting to see that the charge is beginning to be fulfilled in our personal hearts, and I think it's beginning to translate then um, across our denomination and through our church leadership. And, and Dwayne, you could speak specifically. How did you feel like this translated from our small little group to then expanding into a whole elder body study? What did that look like? Well, Matt, I, you know me well enough to, to know that I don't always have the best memory, so this might be might be slightly off. And so if a it's the case, I have, conf- <laughs> I have confidence that in one of the upcoming sessions, one of the other brothers will straighten that out. Um, but I, rem- I remember at one of our discussions as a committee meeting, I was like, well, this is, this is great. Uh, this has benefited us a ton personally. Um, but now how, how, do we, how do we encourage others to have the same type of experience? So I remember, I remember um, somebody wondered, maybe out loud um, even, what if every elder read through Acts with this lens of where was evangelism at? Um, what was present for discipleship? How were they working to establish churches? And if they had as much discussion interaction as we'd had, um, you know, they'd probably be experiencing some of the same internal wrestling and, and, and pressing of the Holy Spirit for changes that we were. And so I, I remember somebody stated that, and I, I remember wondering, well, why couldn't we do that? Just because, yeah, I, why not? Um, yeah. And then, well, why couldn't the whole church really just study Acts and trust the Holy Spirit to really work within each of us? But of course, you know how, how our minds tend to work. I shouldn't say you know how my mind works. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how Satan works. I mean, the thoughts come like, well, we've never done this before as an elder body having small group studies. And no elder has time for a small group study outside of the ones that are probably already mm-hmm. in the local church. And I don't know. I, I mean, we probably even verbalize some of those. But if again, if I remember right, you know, God's spirit won out and we end up floating this idea of a small group study to the elder body at the next meeting. And it was really met with a lot of enthusiasm. And then I think if I remember right where it went from there is is at that very same meeting, we just agreed to split up in groups of six to seven. And over the course of the next couple of months to start to walk through uh, acts, trying to recreate what we had done as a small group. And then I remember the outcome. I think we ended up with about a hundred plus pages of notes and commentary on the book of Acts as yes, we, we asked <laughs> we asked the groups to provide us feedback and what they learned, right? Yep. Um, 
So I'm glad it's not your and I's charge today to boil down that those hundred and some pages of notes that the other brothers get that task in the next four to five sessions. Um, we just get to talk about how we got started. And, and, and something else I'll, I'll mention too. I, I felt so blessed to be a part of this study. As I think I said earlier, it was very real. I, I was somewhat intimidated walking into this. I, I was new in my role, and this was kind of an elder commissioned study. Um, but I found it to be really beneficial for me. And, and probably one of the most beneficial things was just the relationships built. Um, some of you brothers I knew reasonably well when we started, and some I didn't know at all. But to to see the openness and the heart to submit to the scriptures um, was a huge blessing um, for me. And then the the open dialogue. I just I loved the email conversations and then the the video conversations. You know, as we we even had these conversations asking questions as basic as what is the gospel? How do you define the gospel? Asking even the hard questions like, man, we see in Acts healings and speaking in tongues, and what does that mean? And then and the other thing I think just impressed me and I was blessed by was just over and over our talks came back to this message of a resurrected Savior. Um, it just continued to pop up over and over in Acts. And in fact, I just this week had a brother tell me that he read from Acts to Revelation, just a quick skim of the Bible, and, and he and he was picking out every verse that talked about the resurrection. And he said, you know, it's, I think he said, there's actually over 15 specific verses speaking to the resurrection in the book of Acts. Um, and it's not other times it's referred to, but 15 of them specifically mention it. And, and I think that's just a learning point that, that I had. And again, I could go on and on about the blessings I had, but, but what was the blessing to you, Duane, of this group? Oh, I don't, I don't know where to start and stop on, on this one, Matt. You know, just because I've served with some of the elders for a few years doesn't necessarily mean I know them that well. And so my mm-hmm. experience was not dissimilar to yours of just enjoying getting to know the heart of the group. Um, to be blessed with a historian like Brother Fred that, you know, would constantly include a historical perspective and bent to everything we were reading just was really rich conversation because of the various perspectives that was coming in. Um, that things that I had just never considered, even after I did a deeper dive into the chapter, inevitably there would be all kinds of perspectives that I hadn't considered. And today, as I read through and preach on Acts, I, I, it still just jogs a lot of the dialogue and the richness that we uh, that we experienced. Could you um, maybe share with us, uh, share with me um, and with, with our listeners, a, a couple of the highlights or the lessons uh, that you you learned personally from the study? And let's spend a little bit of time about how this impacted us personally in terms of what we learned or what we what we gleaned. Yeah, so let, let me look at it in a couple of areas. I want to talk about personally what I've learned, also maybe a little bit how this has even impacted Harvest Call, you know, just as, as the outreach arm. And to keep from, from expanding too much, maybe I'll just break it down into a few areas. I, I think the first thing that stuck to me is, again, the deep desire of the early church to use their lives and their lips to share the reality of a risen Savior. Um, And as God's people, we should be doing this also. And so I think that was learning point number one, is I I want to embody what I saw in the early church. Um, Secondly, I think one of the things that deeply impressed me in this study 
is that evangelism and discipleship are not disconnected. In both cases, we're pointing people to a crucified and risen Savior. You know, man, I've noticed, I, I noticed just, yeah, I noticed in the recent Proclaim and Serve kind of that, that overarching theme of kind of this introduction that those two are intertwined. Um, and I wondered if that was influential from, from the study and from the interaction. Yeah, for me personally, it very much was. Um, there's probably some others that have been ahead of the game with me on this. But as I, as I walk through this study, I feel like it solidified in my mind just the, the need that one does not happen without the other. A part of discipleship is te- teaching people to proclaim Christ to unbelievers. And the truth is evangelism is just trying to teach unbelievers to become disciples of Jesus Christ. So that, that part was, was crucial um, in my learning. And then the other thing that's kind of connected to that, and you probably hear this throughout Proclaim and Serve to Duane, is just that evangelism and discipleship in the book of Acts led to the establishment of churches. And so that learning point has been really helpful for me, and I've been sharing more often that what we see as a model is the gospel is shared, people come to faith in Christ, believers are brought together into churches, right? And then you see church leadership established. We see all these letters written to the churches on how to establish churches. We see churches visited on follow-up missionary journeys. And then we see churches that actually send people from their church out to other places to establish new churches. An example of that would be Epiphras. And so I think that's the other thing that I I gained from this study was just, as we've been using this phrase in Harvest Call, the centrality of the church. You see it all throughout the book of Acts. So those are some of my key learning points. What was most impactful to you, Duane? Probably similar to you, the, the tie of evangelism to discipleship to, um, to church establishment, but specifically that if if evangelism isn't part of my life, the proclaiming of the gospel as I go through my daily interactions, it really means that there is additional discipleship that I need. And so I experienced mm-hmm. that through the study, right? A discipleship to really try to cultivate more of an evangelical or more of a proclamation of the gospel and trusting God for that result. So it's impacted me in terms of as I engage with converts to, to teach evangelism is, is part of that kind of core doctrine and core um, development that we we want to cultivate with new believers so that's been that's been one um, key takeaway I was also just really struck by how much the early church emphasized the resurrection you mentioned that as well they seem to have this perspective that they could get a person to believe that there was life after death um, and that Jesus would give them a transformed life that everything else regarding repentance and leaving all would then fall into place if they were committed that they wanted to be a participant in that kingdom and in that in that resurrection. And so right. it's, it's, it's... I don't positive. want to interrupt you here, Dwayne, but, but, but wasn't it amazing that the resurrection is something we have talked about since we were little kids? And yet this study re-reminded us that the resurrection is an amazing truth. 
that if there was really somebody that was dead on Friday and alive on Sunday, that's a message that's worth proclaiming. So I'm going to let you keep going, but it just, it, it's really yeah. struck me. And I don't think it was just the two of us. Yeah, it might have been, it might have been group wide. It'll be interesting to see as some of the other brothers, you know, kind of share some of their learnings, if that's, that's a, a common theme. Um, but what it's done for me personally is, is someone comes and interacts with me and starts to start the conversation from a point of, so what do I need to do to be saved? I, I kind of want to back the conversation up and want to say, you know, do you want to be a participant in the resurrection? Um, mm-hmm. Are you interested in be a life lifetime follower of Jesus Christ? And so, so that kind of, um, I'm thinking more about how do you, how do you make sure that the resurrection is is central um, as individuals start to seek God and start to be discipled. And I, I don't know that I got that figured out. I, I'm still probably crunching on that, and um, <laughs> just interested to kind of see um, how that resonates and and how others. Um, kind of process through Acts uh, as, we, as we continue to study together. Well, Matt, it's probably about time we think about wrapping up our conversation. You and I have visited frequent enough that I know that we can go from a short conversation over a half a glass of iced tea and pretty soon the entire picture is gone and our wives and kids are wondering when we're going to wrap up and um, you know get on with whatever else was planned. So let's, let's bring some sort of effort to loop back um, and just kind of wrap up the conversation I just, again, have been just excited today. The Spirit just kind of stirs inside of me each time I go back and reflect on our interactions together. And so uh, thanks for just being willing to engage me again today and uh, stir up inside of me um, these ideas of evangelism and discipleship and how to model acts in our lives. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your interest and also welcome your comments. To share your feedback or episode ideas, go to the settings menu in AC Central, select User Feedback, and when the web page opens, click the Feedback on Around the Table link. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.